This is The Jerry Callahan Show. This Friday morning, our friend, our new friend, Riley Gaines, uh, a women's advocate, an advocate for women's sports, a true American hero, a 22-year-old graduate of University of Kentucky, a swimmer who actually swam against Leah Thomas, shared a locker room with Leah Thomas and had the guts to speak out against Leah Thomas. Uh, she's being held hostage in San Francisco. She is trapped in a room last we checked. She was stuck there for three hours. The trans mob assaulted her, attacked her, threatened her, and uh, she sought um, uh, safety in a locked room on the third floor of a campus building at the uh, uh, San Francisco State. Uh, you know what that means. Later on today, Corinne Jean-Pierre will take to the podium in the uh, White House and talk about how brave trans people are, how courageous, and how trans people are under assault. That's the upside down world we live in. I would say Joe Biden would come out and defend the trans terrorists, but I'm sure he's off to the beach. I'm sure he's uh, on his way to Rehoboth Beach or wherever, one of his many mansions. Um, when he does speak on this or when one of his uh, little communications people tweets about it. They will talk about the poor transgender community. Uh, that's obviously uh, uh, the the exact opposite of what we're living through. The trans community, the trans mob, feels uh, entitled. They feel like they can get violent. They can go on the attack, and they know that all the powers that be, all the institutions in this country will defend them, will have their back. Uh, that That is the situation right now in this country. Uh, the trans mob feels like they can push the envelope. You want to speak out in, and defend women? You want to defend girls? You want to defend women's sports? Well, you're taking your life in your hands. Literally, you are risking your life. If, there, if I've ever seen anyone who defines the term hero, who has real courage in 2023, it is Riley Gaines. She went to uh, San Francisco State to speak. Um, just doing that, that alone, going into the belly of the beast, takes guts. She doesn't make a lot of money. She's not uh, making a lot of friends at these campus appearances. And she is certainly risking her life, her health, um, we have video from, from Riley Gaines. She was assaulted by a man pretending to be a woman. Uh, she was surrounded by a mob. She went into some, some, uh, her, someone ushered her into a room. We have the mob actually talking about what they're going to do as they kept her trapped in the room. Talked about extorting her for money. She can pay her way out of this apparently, but, uh, I don't think she wants to come out of there and deal with these lunatics, these violent lunatics who are uh, um, getting more aggressive and more violent. We have another trans terrorist with a manifesto who was planning a school shooting in Colorado. The cops thankfully stopped him before he could kill, but that's the world we live in right now. And, and, and let's get to, let's get to Riley Gaines at San Francisco state. We talked to Riley last week. Uh, she was great. She's really got guts. She knows the risks she's taking. She has put off her career, her family to do this, to go out there and defend women's sports, to shine a light on the outrage that is this trans mania to speak out against guys participating in women's sports, bullies participating in women's sports, beating up on the women. Uh, she speaks out against the uh, insanity of putting children on puberty blockers, of, of giving children sex strange surgeries. The, uh, the White House spoke out against this yesterday. And let me just say, nothing gets the, 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 the Biden administration nearly as upset. You want to talk about 13 service members being slaughtered in Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah it happens. It happens. You want to talk about six Christians being slaughtered in the Covenant School in Nashville? Meh, that's too bad. But, you know, the trans community is under attack. This is 
absolute insanity what we're living through right now. Six people get slaughtered and they uh, hold fundraisers for the trans community because the trans community is under attack. Not the Christians, not the kids, not the kids at the school. Biden tweeted uh, yesterday about this and how outrageous it is that uh, the, the, the Tennessee legislator legislature is expelling members who led an insurrection. That upsets them, not the dead kids. Corinne John Behir has not mentioned any of their names. The six, the three kids, the six victims, the two cops, those people, they don't matter to them. She takes to the podium to defend the poor trans community and embolden them, empower them. We are going to see more of this. Just be ready. We are going to see more violence. They, they think this is some kind of uh, existential threat to their being, you know, not allowing boys to beat up on girls. That's a threat. So the White House makes it clear. They have their back. They, tell, they know what side they're on. It certainly isn't the kids. It certainly isn't the parents. And it certainly isn't sanity. They're on the side of chaos and violence. And we saw it last night at San Francisco State. We almost saw it yesterday in Colorado at a school. Uh, we saw it 10, 11 days ago in Nashville. And again, they haven't mentioned their names. The victims, they haven't mentioned the cops. There's no plan to go to Nashville. They didn't invite the family members to the White House. They didn't attend their funerals. This was, they, they, they hate mass shootings. They really do. But some they hate more than others. Uh, uh, if this were a Christian shooter and a trans community that got attacked, you can bet they'd be there in Nashville. You can bet they'll be front row center talking about the threat to the poor trans community, but it was a trans killer and a trans terrorist. And somehow that's different. That's, that's our fault, you know, for, for, for attacking, uh, for stigmatizing, for marginalizing the trans community. It is upside down world. There's no community less marginalized, more entitled, more protected, more privileged than that tiny sliver of the public that identifies as trans, but somehow they've been empowered. Somehow their voice is louder than anybody's during these, these, these crazy times we're living through. And uh, we, we'll, do we have the latest? Let me get to the latest on Riley Gaines. The, uh, you, you probably won't find the story in too many places, but there is video on uh, online because everyone whipped out their cameras to watch the assault on Riley in the hallways uh, at the, uh, on the campus of San Francisco state. Um, this from Fox news, Fox news has the story. Good luck finding it anywhere else. Again, all the power, all the power, all the institutions, everybody who all the, all the, everybody in the ruling class is, will defend the trans terrorist and attack the actual act the actual defender of women someone with, with real courage. They don't, they, they have no respect for her. She wants to fight for kids, for girls, for families, the hell with her. She's the enemy. Uh, from Fox news, former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines was barricaded in a room at San Francisco state Thursday night after she was physically assaulted following a speech to students about saving women's sports uh, at a turning point USA event on campus. Lewis Barker, Riley's husband, said he had a brief conversation with her while she was barricaded in the room for three hours. Where are the cops? I've watched the videos. We've, we've seen a few videos. We can play them. Mostly they're just chaos. But don't you have cops on this campus? Don't you have cops in San Francisco? I guess that's a dumb question. They've, they've defunded the police. They've, they've legalized crime in San Francisco. This is from her husband, Lewis Barker. She told me she was hit multiple times by a guy in a dress. I was shaking. It made me that mad. It makes me sick to feel so helpless. She was under police protection and was still hit by a man wearing a dress. Uh, Gaines sh uh, shared footage on Twitter that she took showing her being rushed out of the venue by police officers amid an onslaught of verbal attacks from detractors who surrounded her. Okay, so there are cops there escorting her, um, but don't help her get out of the barricaded room. They don't arrest 
any of these uh, these violent trans people who are uh, literally celebrating this. They don't they don't even care that cops are there and they're committing crimes. They know they're above the law. There's a cop right there. Officer, why aren't you arresting these violent thugs? Riley tweeted, quote, the prisoners are running the asylum at SFSU. I was ambushed and physically hit twice by a man. This is proof that women need sex protected spaces still only further assures me that I'm doing something right. When they want you silent, speak louder. God bless this woman. Again, we want a hero. You want to hear Want to see a hero? Take a look at Riley Gaines. Take a look at this 22 year old recent college graduate who was going to go to dental school, but put postponed her plans because she's out there doing God's work and taking on these, these punks and these thugs that feel like they have impunity to assault anyone. We talked the other day about our friend, Billboard Chris, who was peacefully standing uh, um, minding his own business in Vancouver, wearing his billboard as usual, and uh, protect out there trying to protect kids from the trans insanity. He was assaulted by a man in a dress. You want all the details? Go to TB Daily News. Turtle Boy's got the best coverage of this. The man punched, choked Billboard Chris in front of the cops. One cop, one woman uh, laughed and told him it was a mutual fight. It was nothing of the sort. We've seen the video. But again, only one side of this fight gets to commit crimes, gets to get violent, and know there will be no price to pay. Know that even the police will protect them. God knows the politicians will, the, 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 the universities, the corporate America. They've got everybody lined up behind them. Again, the least marginalized people in the world. This is sickening what we're witnessing. Oh, sickening what they're doing to Riley Gaines. I'm looking for an update. I assume she got out of the room. This is obviously uh, three hours behind us on, on uh, West Coast time. But we'll be watching. Uh, check out uh, check out Riley's Twitter feed, Ironhead. See if she gives us an update. See if she escaped this mob. And I'd love to know how many arrests were made. Because God knows if there were a trans activist, if Dylan Mulvaney were ever assaulted and chased and, and forced to barricade herself in a room for three hours, God knows there'd be arrests, there'd be outrage, and it would be, on every network right now and every cable news channel and every website about the violence against the poor marginalized community. I want to get to the uh, trans terrorist who was stopped yesterday in Colorado. And then we're going to get to the reaction from the white house because we often wonder, you know, what do these people care about? Obviously they don't care about the military. They don't care about kids. They don't care about the Southern border. Uh, They sure do care about that small, sliver of the American public who identifies as trans. That's the, those are the most important people to them. Uh, But let's do this first. This is from uh, the daily wire law enforcement officials in Colorado have arrested a transgender individual with a communist manifesto for allegedly planning mass shootings at schools and churches in the area. Uh, News of the arrest was made public Thursday afternoon. The arrest happened on March 31st just days after a transgender terrorist massacred six people, including three children at a Christian school in Nashville. The individual, um, uh, I believe the, the, the Daily Wire doesn't name mass shooters. This wasn't a mass shooter, but it was a, uh, a potential mass shooter. Uh, it's a guy who calls himself Lily because he's trans or he's non-binary or he's something. Uh, um <sighs> The individual, yes, is a biological male, name, biological male who goes by the name Lily, uses she, her pronouns. He, the 19-year-old was charged with criminal, criminal attempt to commit murder in the first degree, criminal mischief, menacing, and interference with staff, faculty, and students at an educational institute. He targeted, uh, one, let's see, one, two, th- three different schools, and other targets were churches. The family member, a family member turned the suspect into police telling 911 they had threatened to shoot up schools. Uh, police said 
the home had, quote, trash piled up around the house where it made it hard to walk inside. They found a manifesto. Let me get to the manifesto, which named, among others, Donald Trump. Evidence collected inside the house, including the suspect's manifesto, the communist manifesto by Karl Marx, and a notebook with suicidal ideations. Uh, The suspect researched how to make 3D guns, made a list of numerous people to target. Um, I got to get that list because there were a few other interesting names on the list. Uh, Why why do they do that? Honest to God, it's news. You don't say, we're going to edit the news because we don't want to encourage mass shooters. Um, You didn't give the name of the one in uh, Nashville, Daily Wire, and look what happened. The next day, we had another... Uh, potential mass shooter, but here I'm gonna I'm gonna work on uh, getting uh, the 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 individual's uh, list target list unless you have it there. Do you have an Ironhead? Uh, I know I know Donald Trump was on it. Imagine if uh, someone had a list and and Joe Biden was on it. You think that might be big news? Yeah, let me get the New York Post. The hell with the Daily Wire. Lily Whitworth is his girl name. I think his name was William. I think his name is William, but uh, uh, he, he, Whitworth, who's yes, whose legal name is William, reportedly wrote that Columbine shooters uh, Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris were losers, and the Sandy, Sandy Hook shooter Adam Lanza was smart. Uh, dismissed serial killer Israel Keys as a degenerate. Ooh, doesn't like all the serial killers but included, uh, what did he call it? Called Donald Trump a con man. He was on her, he was on his hit list, Donald Trump and a few other. Uh, just any left-wing psycho like that, just know that's the first person on the list. We know that one. <laughs> yeah, and if, if the first person on the list were, were Donald Trump or Barack Obama, then this would be leading the news everywhere. But, uh, but no, so they stopped a serial killing, potential serial killer, trans individual, um, just days after the slaughter in Nashville, which, as we know, the takeaway from the slaughter is Nashville is the poor trans community. Nashville is under the gun, is under attack. And uh, Madonna's on her way to perform a uh, fundraiser for the trans community. I still find it amazing that the, the way the uh, White House has spun this, has handled this. I understand they're radical extremists. Kareem Jean-Pierre, the whole bunch, not Biden, Biden's just a puppet, but, you know, Kamala Harris, Susan Rice, everybody in the White House are left-wing extremists, just real radicals, people that their faces turn red with rage at the sight of Donald Trump. They hate, you know, they hate Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and all. They despise them. They despise them more, more than any murderer or dictator or tyrant in the world. They hate these people. They're the enemy. They're evil. I understand that. But how hard would it be to just play along and talk about the kids, the Christian kids, call it a hate crime. I mean, it obviously is a hate crime. According to the white house, spinning your tires on a pride flag that was painted in the road. That's a hate crime. Shooting six Christians dead because they're Christians. Yeah. We'll have to wait. You know, we'll have to wait for a little bit more investigation. There it is. They literally are charging the guy who spun his tires on a pride flag in the road with a hate crime. But the guy, the shooter, Audrey Hale, nah, we'll have to wait. We'll have to see how it goes. Uh, I wanted, I I want, I was watching Corinne Jean-Pierre. Obviously she is a dummy. We have heard from her every day. She's not prepared. She's not smart. She's really, really bad at the job, but there are certain things she cares about and the trans community and the attempts by decent people to stop these monsters from uh, performing surgery on, uh, on kids from removing healthy body parts from confused kids, from putting kids on puberty blockers, from making these children lifelong patients who will need medication and therapy. That's her real passion, making sure we continue to castrate children, to mutilate children, to put them on drugs, confused kids. That is what really matters to her. You tell me, we're going to play this. 
You tell me if in her time as uh, press secretary, which has been, what has it been, a year, less than a year, if you've ever seen her as passionate, as angry about anything, and we've lived through a lot of stuff, including the, you know, the, the <laughs> including a mass shooting uh, and, and, and lots of, you know, the withdrawal in Afghanistan. We've seen, you know, we got war in Ukraine. We got uh, chaos at the southern border. We have a lot of stuff going on in this country. Nothing upsets this woman like people trying to save children from the trans cult. That, that's what really bothers her, and she can't stand it. They've set up a hotline. So kids who are denied the chance to cut off their healthy body, they can call the hotline, and the White House will help them. Maybe they'll fly them to California so they could get uh, get all the surgeries they want and screw up their body forever. These people are sick. This woman is sick. Listen to the passion she has about this. Go ahead, play it. This has been one of the worst weeks for of 2023 so far in terms of anti-LGBTQ bills becoming law in states across America. Three anti-LGBTQ laws have been enacted so far this week in Kansas, Indiana, and Idaho. Just yesterday, the North Dakota Senate passed 10 anti-LGBTQ bills in just one day, a single day record. In Kansas, the state legislation overrode Governor Kelly's veto to make Kansas the 20th state that has banned transgender kids from participating in schools sports. With the enactment of a new law in Indiana, 14 states have now banned gender-affirming health care, while some of these laws are currently blocked by courts. This is a dangerous, a dangerous attack on the rights of parents to make the best health care decisions for their own kids. According to the Human Rights Campaign, more than 50% of transgender youth in the U.S., which is estimated to be more than 150 thousand kids live in states in which transgender youth have lost access to or at risk of losing access to gender affirming care look this is awful news let's be very clear about that lgbtqi plus kids are resilient they are fierce they fight back they're not going anywhere and we have their back this administration has their back we are so proud of the kids across this country who have organized protests and school walkouts to tell the politicians in their states to stop this legislative bullying. Oh, God, she is repulsive. Uh, let's quick review. Uh, this legislation is being enacted around the country. That is a great thing. That is a wonderful thing. I'm still not sure why we didn't do this 10 years ago. So we could have saved a lot more children. This, this woman is not going to be happy till every kid in the country, you know, whacks off his, I'm sorry, <laughs> lops off his private parts. This woman is diabolical. He, quick review. Here's what they're doing in states, red states around the country. They're banning sex change surgeries for children. They're banning removing the healthy body parts of confused children. That's one thing. They're saying no more boys in girls' sports. No more boys in girls' locker rooms or bathrooms. And they're saying no drag queens shows for children. You want to dress up as a hideous-looking, big, fat, hideous-looking woman? Go nuts. Have a blast. Drag shows have been going on for decades, and no one gave a damn. Now they're forcing it on children. They're going into libraries and schools. That They're bringing an end to that in red states. Uh, could someone tell me how that could possibly be dangerous? How is that an attack on anyone that is literally protecting children? And Joe Biden and Kareem Jean-Pierre and most Democrats just hate that. They hate the thought of no more sex change surgeries, no more life-altering drugs for confused kids, no more boys in the girls' bathroom, no more drag queen story hour for children in libraries. That's what she's talking about. And that upsets her more than a million, you know, of any other thing. Nothing bothers this woman. Nothing bothers this White House like people protecting kids. This, 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 this administration is absolutely diabolical. This is sick, twisted, insane stuff we're talking about. 
And it really upsets this hideous, awful woman in the White House. And she said more right there about legislation protecting kids than she said about the dead, six dead Christians in Nashville. Those people, eh, collateral damage. Not not a word. Not Never said their names. Never mentioned the two cops, Colazzo, Joe, Colazzo and... Uh, Seven, oh, seven victims, yeah, Jerry. Seven victims. Uh, that's that's right. Seven victims. People that she believes are seven victims. Poor Audrey Hale. You know, life was so tough. Her parents didn't want her dressing like a boy in their house when she was 28 years old. So she shot up a school. And we. she wants you to think there were seven victims. Three little kids, three staff members, and Audrey Hale, the shooter. And that, you know, thank God the family member called the cops in Colorado to stop... Uh, Lily Whitworth from shooting up schools and churches. But if she did, if I'm sorry, if he did, you know, the white house would have said our hearts break for the trans community. It is upside down and backwards world. The sky is purple up is down and right is left. And the trans community is under attack because Riley Gaines dares to go to a college campus and say, we have to protect women and girls. That's what she does. That's what she says. We talked to her about it last week. Man, that woman has guts, and uh, we we hope she's okay. I think she's going to be emboldened. They can do this. They can chase her around. They can assault her. They can do it to our friend Chris Bill, uh, Billboard Chris. Good luck. He's more motivated than ever to get out there on the trail and have conversations and protect children, period. The Democrats right now, I'm starting at the top. They don't give a damn about kids. They do not care. They care about the poor, beleaguered, marginalized trans community, which somehow feels like violence is okay. Violence is okay because, you know, these people are, are, they're opposing, they're evil. They're an existential threat. So if they want to punch them, kick them, shoot them, kill them, that's okay. The White House will have their back. It's sick, sick stuff. Any updates from uh, our friend Riley Gaines? Nope, she's uh, retweeting Matt Walsh, who's supporting her, and uh, Jack Posobiec, or however you pronounce his name. Good, good. I mean, lots of people are out there supporting it. This is this is a, a an important battle right here. She is on the front lines, as we said last week. Most of the swimmers who got bullied by Lily. Lil- by Leah Thomas and bullied by the NCAA and bullied by the media. Most of them didn't have the guts to speak out. I understand why this mob is vicious. I've said it for years now. There is no mob as vicious, as violent as the trans mob. It takes real guts to stand up to them. Not many people do. Riley Gaines does. And uh, for that, I worry. I worry about her. I worry about Billboard Chris, Matt Walsh. These people are st- literally sticking their necks out and uh, there are a lot of people would like to hurt them. And uh, we've seen that. We've seen a lot of violence from the trans community and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. I really don't. They feel emboldened. They feel like they're, they're fighting for a, I don't know, I was going to say fighting for the right cause or a moral cause. You know, they're fighting for their survival. That's what they're told by the politicians in the media. Oh, they're under attack. People are attacking these poor people. She actually called it dangerous that they can't get gender affirming care. Again, gender affirming care is a euphemism. That means sex change surgeries and drugs for confused kids. Yeah, it, it is a good thing if they're denied gender affirming care. It is a good day in America when another state passes legislation protecting kids. The only thing dangerous are people in the trans mob who feel empowered and emboldened by this white house to go out and commit violence. That's the danger. And uh, we didn't hear from Joe Biden because I don't know, he was taking a nap, but that's his, that's his voice right there. Corinne Jean-Pierre passionately defending the trans mob who is acting out violently all over the place. All right. We got lots more to get to. Oh, damn. I, you know, we got to get to our comments and questions. We getting any so far? I bet we are. Yep. Uh, so you can uh, call and text in, and we will get to that before we wrap it up here on this Friday. We'll get to the Masters, too, which is great so far. Mm. Ironhead's uh, not feeling so good about his bet on Tiger. <laughs> it was just, um, just in case. It's five bucks. 
but but I've been obviously we talked. Uh, you know what? Let me do. Let me do. Uh, get to our sponsor. I want to get to. Uh, I got an update on Dylan, on Dylan Mulvaney. A lot of people are baffled, including me, by why why these companies like Bud Light and Jack Daniels would go all in with the uh, trans insanity and uh, and sign up someone like Dylan or RuPaul's Drag Show as as a corporate sponsor essentially spitting in the face of their more most loyal customers. I think there's going to be real blowback against Bud Light and, uh, and Jack Daniels, but I think I have an explanation. I think I'm figuring out why, you know, why this is happening. Uh, and uh, we have the, uh, the uh, John Kirby, the spokesman for the other spokesman of the white house, an admiral just uh, defending the disastrous with war from Afghanistan. It's, it's incredible. I've never seen, never seen a presidential administration who blame who's so quick to blame everybody else. I've never seen anyone less accountable than Joe Biden, a guy who promised to be accountable and take responsibility does just the opposite. They just never stop passing the buck and blaming everyone else. And they've come up with a strategy, by the way, just lie, just lie, lie, lie about everything. So Southern border secure, the economy's great. And the withdrawal from Afghanistan is something to be proud of. You're not going to believe this sound and this exchange between Peter Ducey and uh, John Kirby. But first, uh, a recession-proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp or EAA Corp has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably placed firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, a revolver, a shotgun, or a competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First-time gun owner, yep, that's me. First-time gun owner, EAA Corp, all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry, which you get to do in like more than half the country now. Concealed carry, permitless carry. Uh, in addition, EAA's lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectation. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says, get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. All right, let's uh, quickly, uh, let, we'll do we'll do an update on Dylan and just the whole insanity that we've seen with experience this week with corporate America getting into bed with uh, the far left activists like Dylan and uh, RuPaul's drag show. We talked a lot about Dylan and Bud Light, Dylan and Nike, a skinny uh, flat chested guy endorsing sports bras for Nike. Jack Daniels literally having the cast from RuPaul's drag show uh, endorse Jack Daniels. And you're thinking, this is such craziness. What is going on here? Well, we got a hint of it. The New York Post has a uh, has a story. I, I think it's a couple of other people have reported this because people are baffled. It's, what's going on here? Well, I can tell you, I think. This is from the New York Post. It says, companies like Anheuser-Busch, which owns Bud Light, uh, among other companies from Pfizer to Coca-Cola who endorse influence from influences from so-called marginalized communities are trying to score well on something called the CEI or the corporate equality index. The CEI is overseen by the controversial and influential human rights campaign, which lobbies for the LBGTQ plus community particularly on transgender rights. So I looked it up, the C, the, the human rights watch, a uh, human rights campaign. It's a far left uh, organization, a far left radical extremist organization. They pressure corporations and you, you say, well, Bud Light or Nike, what do they care? They're huge. They care. 
In fact, they care more about the human rights campaign, again, this far left activist organization, than they do their loyal customers. To them, they might lose some customers. They might be some boycott, but they don't really think right-wingers, or should I say decent people who are repulsed at the thought of uh, you know, the guy pretending to be a woman endorsing the product, they don't care about you or me, their average customer. They care about these groups, these far less pressure groups who can make their life difficult. They give every company an index score. You can read about it. I'm looking at it right now. The Co- Human Rights Campaign Foundation's Corporate Ex- Equity Corporate Equality Index is the national benchmarking tool on corporate policies, policies, practices, and benefits pertinent to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer employees. And they rate, they have a whole system on how they rate companies. Uh, It's about places to work, how they treat their customers, their advertising. If they put Dylan Mulvaney on a can, they get a high mark from the, uh, on the uh, high CEI, Corporate Equality Index from the Human Rights uh, Campaign. And that means more to them than you, me, or their loyal customers. This is it right here. I've lived through it. Again, there's no mob as vicious as the trans mob. And this is their, man, this is their umbrella organization that pressures corporations threatens corporations. I assume they threaten them with, with lawsuits and boycotts and everything else they can if they don't go woke. And just saying, putting whatever, uh, you know, a tweet out on Pride Day is not enough. They're demanding that they hire people like uh, Dylan and uh, RuPaul's drag show, that crew. So this is why, if you're wondering, if you were baffled like I was, why are these companies doing this? Why would Bud Light risk why would Bud Light spit in the face of their customers and put this guy in a bubble bath drinking Bud Light? Why would they ever think that's a good idea? They don't. They just don't want to face the wrath of these ruthless uh, special interest groups, these activist groups that will come at them, harass them on every level, sue them. They don't want to deal with it. That's why all these big companies, not just Bud Light, why they all get the rainbow flag and why some of them are, going all in with Dylan and and RuPaul and the whole trans mob. This is why the CEI and uh, doesn't mean I'm doesn't make it right. It makes them weak, but at least it's at least you can help you understand and help me understand a little more as I look forward to uh, my weekend of uh, drinking, whatever, but uh, Miller light, Coors light. I'm going to try, see what I like. I will never, ever buy, order, drink a Bud Light. Coors, Coors Light's subtly, but not as not as in your face, but going the same right. route as Bud Light, just so you know. I know. They all, uh, believe me, I've talked about it, I've tweeted about it, and every every company has gone in to some extent. But this is just over the top. This, I mean, like I said, it's just so easy. Uh, I, again, some companies are hard to boycott, some aren't. Bud Light, see you later. Never again. I'm with Kid Rock. Nike, I've pretty much moved on from Nike and I got my Adidas on and I'm sure Adidas <laughs> has done plenty. Yeah. Adidas has done plenty of woke things, but uh, uh, it's just easy. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You do this, you spit in my face. I, I order something else. Oh, we got an update from Dylan, do we? Yeah, Dylan's been having a tough time with all the backlash. So Dylan to- is, ma- is making millions and millions of dollars mocking women. He's been a woman for one year, and he is making a fortune. And there, I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty of female models and female comedians and female singers and dancers who would love this gig. But no, it goes to a man because you know. Girlhood, baby. Girlhood. Let's celebrate girlhood. This is the 26-year-old man who likes to pretend he's a six-year-old girl. This freak is now the the toast of the town, celebrated by corporations everywhere and making millions. But let's listen to what, let's get an update from Dylan. Go ahead. Hi, how are you? I haven't been making as many videos. There's been a lot going on. And I was feeling a little down today, but I was walking on the sidewalk in New York and this garbage truck 
drives by me and the garbage man leans out of the truck and goes, hello, Dylan. And I went, hello. (laughs) It was the most unexpected person. And it gave me the courage to keep going. And um, I love you. And if you're that man that's watching this right now, you really made my day. And I especially love you. Okay. It's the first person oh. I think of is a fan of Dylan Mulvaney is a New York City garbage man. <laughs> right. The courage to keep going. She, I couldn't think of any other reason to keep going other than the millions and millions of dollars and the and the the crowds of of liberals and media people and politicians who are falling all over themselves to kiss Dylan's skinny ass. Maybe he's <laughs> going to go back to the White House now because you know the trans mob they're under the gun. They'd love to have Dylan there every day hanging around the White House. The amount of money Dylan's probably getting, I'll wear two-piece bathing suits for ads if they want it. (laughs) You know what? That wouldn't be a bad career move, Ironhead. Give it a thought. You know, you can get in a bubble bath and you can drink Bud Light. And maybe, uh, you know, Joe Biden will invite you to the White House. Maybe, uh, what's her face? Uh, Who's the one that fell to her knees on the talk show? Drew Barrymore. Uh, Drew Barrymore get on her knees and worship you like a god. God, it's amazing that these trans folks can get through the day. They're just so marginalized. I've never seen anyone quite so marginalized. All right, let me do uh, Shay, and then we'll get to uh, the the incredible uh, review of the Afghan withdrawal from the, these liars in the Biden White House. It is an, it's an unbelievable strategy. We'll play it, but Here's what everyone knows. It was a disaster. We lost 13 servicemen, didn't have to. We left them 85 billion in American weaponry. 180 civilians were blown up outside the, the Kabul airport. Biden, to save face, responded by nuke, uh, by drone striking a family of 10, killing seven children. He's never had to explain it, never had to apologize. That is something to be proud of. That was an incredible success, according to the Biden administration. Again, They've decided to redefine things, just flat out gaslight the country. The southern border is secure. You know, Ukraine's going well. The economy is great. People are just doing great. They look in the camp, they look you in the eye, and they lie to you like no one I've ever seen before. What a bunch. And this Kirby guy, he had a little bit of respect. I mean, he's certainly smarter and better the job at, than Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, but he's a freaking liar too. But uh, we'll get to that. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down shade concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, there was a great exchange. Peter Ducey, who's, uh, you know, you can say what you want about the media as a whole, and for the most part, they are in the tank. They are shameless shills for the Biden administration, but Ducey's out there every day doing his job. The Biden administration put out a report on the uh, on the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, and basically it is, uh, I believe it's 12 pages, 14 different times in 12 pages, they blame Trump. They blame Trump for, I don't know, surrendering the big Bagram Air Force Base, for giving all the equipment to the, uh, to the Taliban, for allowing 13 servicemen to get blown up by a suicide bomber, for flying, taking off with people hanging in the wheel wells and falling out of planes. Somehow that's the fault of the last guy, but that's what they do. That is all they do. Blame everybody else. So they came out with this report, and it's remarkable saying everything was uh, uh, Trump's fault and uh, taking credit for this incredible withdrawal and evacuation. And Kirby actually said, actually says he was proud of it, proud of that disaster, which to me was just one of many impeachable things. 
think about this, and I, I, maybe it's just me. We shot a drone, a drone missile at this group of 10, this family of 10, killed seven little kids who were allies and never apologized. Never, Biden never was asked about it. Not one question. I mean, he was, he'll, he'll, make an, he'll do a press conference and they'll ask about climate change or they'll ask about whatever, trans rights. But killing 10 innocent, innocent people to save face because you got 13 servicemen blown up, not an issue, not a question. I'll just say that's worse than anything Donald Trump did in his four years. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out and say, I'm, I'm even going to say it's uh, worse than paying hush money to an old girlfriend. It is. I'm going to, it's worse than making a phone call to Zelensky telling him to look into the corrupt Biden family. It's worse than telling people to go to the Capitol and protest peacefully and patriotically. Yes. Killing a family of 10 to save face is worse than any of those things, and you never heard an apology or even an explanation from the empty husk in the White House. They throw Kirby out there to lie about Afghanistan and claim that it was a great success and Ducey was having none of it. Let's watch. To order troops out of Afghanistan, it is with the way that this president ordered it done. There were children being killed. There were people hanging off of Air Force jets that were leaving. And you're saying that you guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? Doesn't proud mean of that? Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan? You bet. Proud of the fact that American troops were able to seize control of a defunct airport and get it operational in 48 hours? You bet. Proud of the fact that we now have about 100,000 Afghans, our former allies and partners, living in this country and working towards citizenship? You bet. But does that mean that everything went perfect in that evacuation? Of course not. I've talked about it from a, di a different podium. The after-action reviews are now being reviewed by members of Congress, which will lay out things that could have gone better. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect. But there was a lot that went right. And a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of, Peter. Let's not forget that a sniper had a shot at the suicide bomber who blew everyone up outside the airport, including 13 soldiers and Marines and one corpsman. Uh, and that's, you know, they flew the bodies back to the U.S., Joint Base Andrews, and that's when Biden was looking at his watch because he knew uh, Wheel of Fortune was coming on and he didn't want to miss it. Uh, that's how much he cared. And then when he talked to the the victims, the the mothers, the Goldstone mothers and the families, all he did was talk about himself and Bo, his son who died in Iraq six years after he came home from Iraq from a brain tumor, but he died in Iraq, according to the president. This absolute narcissist who is who has got no empathy, no compassion, zero, zero compassion for anyone but himself and his family. Didn't give a damn. Got these 13 servicemen blown up and then claimed it was a great success. People falling off the airplanes to their death. People left behind. Oh, by the way, the Taliban now has 85 billion in U.S. weaponry. The Taliban is now uh, back in charge. Kids, girls can't go to school. American allies are being rounded up, tortured, killed. And these liars are claiming it was a great success. Just, I mean, they, they have no shame. They're proud. They're proud. Of course, Kirby also said it was chaos. Uh, he was asked about the chaos. He says, I didn't see any chaos. I mean, this is Baghdad Bob level stuff. No chaos. Do we have that cut from Kirby? It's amazing. No chaos. I mean, does he think we don't have cable TV and the internet? Do you think we didn't see the scene outside the airport? The scene of that big Air Force jumbo jet taking off and people literally hanging on the, in, sitting in the wheel wells? I, I don't know what he would consider chaos, but to me, that's the definition of chaos. All right. Oh, let's, we'll, we'll do our quick master's update. Ironhead's feeling good. I did. I did. Uh, you have Brooks Kepka. You picked your, we picked each picked a live guy. I took uh, Cameron Smith. You took Brooks Kepka. He's tied for the lead. Mm -hmm. I, I gave you the prop bet, Phil versus Tiger. You took Phil. I took Tiger. Phil is kicking Tiger's ass. Uh, Tiger shot a 74, uh, two over, 
Phil shot a 71, one under. That's amazing. I thought Phil was going to shoot about 85. I thought he just was not feeling good. He gets up for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he's won three times. He's cocky and hard. He's always going to be a cocky guy. So that'd be good. I'd like to see them both make the cut, but I think uh, Phil has a chance. Tiger, not so much. It might be his last Masters. Uh, the live PGA thing is stacking up to be pretty good. Sergio snapped at somebody for asking about it after his round. The leaderboard is great. You got mm. Rom up there. You got Scheffler. Rory, not so much. Uh, my guy, Max Homer, not so much. I think he's one under going into today. It's going to rain. It's going to get windy. It's going to be colder. Uh, yesterday was great golf in great conditions. But uh, there's, this, this is, there's nothing like it. Nothing like the Masters in high def with four minutes of commercials an hour. That's it. It's just mesmerizing, and I'm looking forward to it. And you, uh, you, you, did you bet anything other than Tiger to win? No, no, I don't. I don't touch That's it, it. Tiger. Yeah. You just threw your five dollars away. Why yeah, did you yeah. better to make the cut or something? I couldn't find that. I He's not gonna. We can't win. Kep, Kepka's ten under right now <laughs> through eight today. Kepka is he's good because he likes being the bad guy. You know, he embraces it. Not quite like Patrick Reed, but he he's okay with the tension between Live and PGA and the people rooting against him because he went to Live. He's okay with that. He's mm. cocky. He's kind of mean and out. You know, he's out there doing battle and. Uh, he's going to be a tough guy to beat. What else we got? Anybody else uh, making a run? Uh, Jason Day is in second right now, Ooh, which is good. interesting. And uh, that's a, that, 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 the whole thing. Good leaderboard, as it often is at the Masters. That brings out the best in guys. And so I will be glued to that again all weekend. Let's get to the questions and comments. You stuck some aside for me, I hope. Yep, on the start section there. Uh let me uh, let me see. This is from uh, Navil Gian, if I got that right. <laughs> you have to marry one, Pelosi, <laughs> Corinne Jean-Pierre, or Dylan Mulvaney. That's an easy Ooh. one. Pelosi? That's an easy one? Yeah, Pelosi. She's got so much money, and she doesn't have that much time left. That's a good point. She's 82. She's pickled. You're right. Uh, you got me convinced, Pelosi. I don't think Kareem Jean-Pierre would like me. Giant and I don't think I would like Dylan. So yeah. I will go with Pelosi and hope, uh, you know, she doesn't have much time left. And you're right. She's got $150 million from insider trading. So uh, uh, Mrs. Major says, why are parents so bad at raising kids? Did you see the bus driver that went nuts? I did. Said she was going to put her foot up the kid's ass until it came dangling out the kid's nose. Someone made a T-shirt, by the way, of that. This poor bus driver who was forced, by the way, to quit. Or she quit because uh, she had asthma. I think it was in Ohio. She's an old retired woman driving a bus. And she just snapped because she has asthma. And she asked the kids not to wear perfume around her because that made it break out. And they started spraying perfume to get her having an asthma attack while driving the bus. So she snapped and people are taking her side and supporting her as well. They should, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough raising kids, man. It's tough. And uh, <sighs> parents in Ohio, I'm sure see, the difference is today when a bus driver screams and threatens to kill a kid, the parents defend the kid. Oh yeah. In my day, maybe even in your kicked out of you. By your parents. Like my parents would blame me. Yeah. Obviously. It's like that Angel Reese thing. Angel Reese gets defended by every one of the race hustlers in the media, and they're all screaming, and Shannon Sharp's calling racist, and you, you name it. All the usual suspects defending Angel Reese saying it's racist. If I did what Angel Reese did, my father would kill me. I'd say, why are, you, why are you being such a punk? Just go over there and celebrate. If my kids did what Angel Reese did, I would be pissed at them. Instead, people say they're mad at people who criticize Angel Reese. I mean, what she did was a punk move. We can all agree. In a vacuum, if you just said whatever, went to a game down the street, a, a kid's basketball game, and watched and saw a kid doing the face thing and pointing his finger and stalking the other team star, you'd say, what a punk. But today we say, oh, no, she's just passionate. And it and it has to be you know divided along racial lines, and you have black people defending, and you have white white people cowering because they're afraid to criticize her because they'll be called racist. And race, it all becomes about race. Forget race. 
what you did was a punk move. And if that was your kid or if that was your, your you know, friend or your teammate, you'd say, what are you doing? Just won the national title. Get over here. Let's enjoy it. Stop being a dink. Uh, a couple more. Uh, are these in any order? Have you ever been arrested? Mrs. Major says, yes, I have. It's a long story. It's a pretty good story, but I don't have time right now. I really don't. I was, it's, I was fingerprinted and mugshotted and everything. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get to that story someday. <laughs> I promise. Uh, I was surprised to hear you hating on Ted Lasso says Eric. My wife and I binge and enjoyed it. It's pretty damn funny. Didn't really go woke until season three. Um, I tried. I watched the first one. It was okay. My wife loves it. We need a new show. We, we loved Your Honor, which was a good show. We loved Ozark. We needed a new show. It sucks, okay? I, it's just not funny. It's just predictable and dumb, and I can't get into it. I'm sorry. I'm not a Ted Lasso fan. I don't get it. Uh, what do you think of Ann Coulter now that she's gone full anti-Trump? She's great. And she has a great column this week. She turned on Trump for some reason. She hates him, but I just enjoy her, uh, her, her writing. She's funny. She's vicious. I mean, I'm, I don't hate Trump. She does. And she has her reasons, but she has a great column on how we're all being set up. This is a setup by the Democrats and the media to get Trump the nomination because they know he can't win. And it's interesting, and I recommend it. And uh, I'm not dismissing that idea. I'm still, I'm still a uh, DeSantis guy. I need to see more, but trust me, uh, she she's really smart, and she knows what she's talking about. And the theory might have some validity. Uh, how long do you think Dennis and Callahan would still be on the air uh, today? You know, we wouldn't be. <laughs> And neither would Dennis, we neither would Minahan and Callahan. Every day we would say things that would get us kicked off the air today. That's why we're not there. What happened to Biden's intern? I don't know what that means. I think that's the um, um, Tara Reid, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's a good story. Read it. Tara Reid was sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. And she can't, no one will listen to her, tell her story. Jerry, do you think Trump can honestly get elected? I think so, but I think DeSantis is more electable. Obviously, Biden's a terrible candidate. Biden-Harris is a terrible ticket. Their two years have been a disaster. There's, it seems impossible that people would vote to keep to reelect them, but there's a real deep-seated, virulent hatred for Trump, and there isn't yet for DeSantis. The media will go to work on him, but I still would like to see the younger, smarter, more disciplined candidate, Ron DeSantis, get the nomination and become president for eight years. But there's a lot to the Trump revenge tour. People uh, know he's been screwed over and he's getting screwed over again and they don't like it. And they feel like it would be justice to put him back in office. But I think uh, DeSantis would be a much better president. He, he certainly wouldn't be focused on the 2020 election or January 6th or all the things that motivate Trump. I, you know, I understand, but I just think, DeSantis makes more sense. Um, all right, we got box. Oh, you really? Is that a real question? Boxes or briefs? I have both. It's boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. But from Jockey. Okay, that answer that. I'm a Haynes guy. Right, that will do it for today and for this week. We'll be on Rumble over the weekend. The Newsmax Rumble page. Um, and I want you to do something. I I want to post and and. Tweet out uh, the Riley Gaines interview from last week. It's good. She was really good. And I want you to listen to that in context of what she's going through right now. We think she escaped the mob, but we're not sure. We'll be looking for updates. Good luck to our friend Riley Gaines. Thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. That's important. That's how we get paid. We need you to subscribe. And we really appreciate it. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. Enjoy Masters Weekend. We'll talk to you again Monday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me.
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.